Welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle, Washington, carried live on Fox Radio 850 KHHO in Tacoma, Washington, and carried nationally in streaming audio at www.recoverycoasttocoast.org. Two hours of interviews and features, plus questions and comments about this one-day-at-a-time adventure in personal recovery as we share experience, strength, and hope with others so that they may recover from alcohol and other drug and behavioral addictions. And now, Recovery Coast to Coast is on the air. Here's your host, Neil Scott. Welcome back once again to Recovery Coast to Coast, the only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night, talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. Great to have you with us tonight here till midnight on Recovery Coast to Coast and joined in this segment by uh, former Miss USA Tara Connor. I met Tara about a year ago down in Texas in Austin at the big Texas rally for recovery, and she truly is one of the nation's leading advocates for addiction treatment and recovery. She's got a great message and she presents it exceptionally well. Tara, welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast. Thanks, Neil. How are you? It's good to talk to you again. Uh, you have had quite the journey. For people who are not familiar with Tara Connor, she was Miss USA back in 2006. She became the center of what turned out to be a public scandal with a lot of news reports about underage drinking and drug use. And, and all of that negativity turned into something amazingly positive because she found her way into recovery, and she is in long-term recovery today. Tara, take us through 2006, if you would, kind of a thumbnail sketch. I was Miss Kentucky, and I won Miss USA, and I'm from a very small town, so winning Miss USA was one of one of my dreams as a little girl, but it was one of the things I never thought that I would accomplish. And I ended up winning and moving to New York City, I didn't know what a cross street was. I had mm. never had a Starbucks. <laughs> oh, man. And my boss is Donald Trump, and I have an organization of about 27 people telling me how to live my life and what to do each day and and no no family support system around me for the first time. And I was I was a baby, and it was pretty intense. And I think about nine months into my reign, I miserably failed a drug test for cocaine. The next day, it was on every major media network and channel and radio station and magazine, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and all of a sudden, all of my skeletons were out of the closet. And, you know, it was a pretty tough experience because I had a lot of people, I felt like a witch at the Salem witch trials because, you know, when a pageant girl falls, it's different, you know, it's because people see pageant girls as these images of perfection. And I was just a real human being going through a really hard time. And, and so I wasn't met with a lot of compassion. But when I entered the Karen Treatment Center, I, I learned about recovery and I was introduced to a program and it completely changed my life. And I think not a lot of people have to get out of treatment and go straight to a media tour to tell people about their experience in treatment. But I was that lucky girl. And, and I was met with some of the most strange and and mean questions by people saying, like, do you think you tarnished the crown? And, mm. and do you think you're a bad role model? And all of these different things. And immediately I became an advocate because when I learned in treatment that addiction was a disease and that there wasn't a cure, but there was a solution, for the first time in my life, I felt a part of something. And I felt like I found the answer. And all I could see was other girls listening to these interviews and, being, and watching me be shamed for getting sober. You know, I, I decided that that's not okay. 
I wasn't a bad person trying to get better. I was a sick person trying to get well. And so I, I, I became an advocate right away, and my life completely changed. Tara Connor joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast, former Miss USA back in 2006. Her drinking, her drug usage brought her to her knees, and it looked like she was going to lose her crown. There was a lot of stories about uh, dethroning Tara Connor, and then someone stepped in that turned out really to be an angel and pointing you in the right direction, and that was Donald yeah. Trump. That was Donald mm-hmm. Trump. Tell me about the Donald. Uh, he, he was my boss, you know, and and he, I think it took about a week for them to decide whether or not they were going to let me keep my crown or if they were going to fire me. <laughs> I think Donald Trump had, I know he had a little bit of experience with alcoholism in his own family. Mm-hmm. And so when I sat down with him before my press conference, he basically asked me, what am I supposed to do about this? And I said, well, I I really think that it would say far more about the organization and far more about your character if you gave me the opportunity to fix this and turn it around and, and, and help me, you know? And and he was just like, you're right. I, he was, And we went downstairs and he announced, and I didn't realize he was going to do this, but he announced to everyone at the press conference that I was going to be going into rehab or he said, clearly, she's an alcoholic, and I was very much in my disease and didn't really know much about recovery. And I was like, I wouldn't call myself an alcoholic. <laughs> I think that's pushing the envelope a little bit. But, you know, I but I, something did change inside of me. I was like, well, I, I have to keep an open mind with all of this because everything happens for a reason. Tell me about the and treatment so, experience for you. What was that like going yeah, from obviously it, the center stage, the media darling, to suddenly you're in a treatment center? What was that like? It was hard. I mean, I remember I remember on my way to the treatment facility, I really didn't think that I had a drug addiction or a drinking problem, even though I had enough going on around me to show you have an issue. You know, uh, that's the beautiful thing about the disease of alcoholism. But I did just keep telling myself, keep an open mind, keep an open mind. And and I remember when I first got there, like I had a calendar and I was like marking down the days when I would get out like it was a prison. And then probably about a week into it, I didn't want to leave because I was learning so much about my disease. I was learning so much about myself. And and it was really the first time in my life that I was able to sit down and have people care about me enough to hear me and really get down to the, to the nuts and bolts of what made me who I am. And, and it was the most transformative, enlightening, awesome experience. I mean, I think when people think about going into a rehab facility, they're like, oh no, this is going to be the worst. But I didn't want to leave by the time it was over. I, I felt so safe and learned so much. And I learned how to love myself in there. And, and the care and treatment center really did a lot for me. And I'm so grateful. And I, I would wish that experience on anyone. It was awesome. So you had a moment of clarity, obviously, during that experience. Well, of course I did. I mean, you know, I'm sitting in there and I'm listening to these women and their stories. And mm. I didn't relate to all of their bottoms because our bottoms were different. You know, I mean, I feel like I was on top of the world when I hit my bottom. But I was spiritually bankrupt. You know, I didn't understand how I could have everything that I could possibly want and feel so empty and, and want to die. And I, and I'm listening to these women and hearing them and relating to them. And I was like, Oh my gosh, we're all the same. We are all the same. And this makes so much sense. And I could see a lot of me and all of them. 
and vice versa. And, and you know, it's, it's how it works, one alcoholic talking to another. Yeah, I had that moment where I was like, uh-huh, so this makes sense. Now I get it. And then I was able to identify. That was great. Former Miss USA Tara Connor joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast during her reign in 2006, uh, testing positive for drugs, a lot of embarrassing behavior. And then uh, Donald Trump steps up and really uh, does kind of an intervention and gets her into treatment. She goes through the Karen Treatment Center. And then that first year of recovery. Tell me about that, the ups and the downs. Oh, wow. The first year of recovery was insane <laughs> because I remember... When I got out of treatment, everyone wanted to hear my story, and I had changed so much in the in just thirty days of being in treatment that even my bosses were like, "Are you lying right now? Like you're so different." And I was like, "No, I'm just telling the truth for the first time in my life." And and so I'm on this like crazy media tour. I, I crowned the new Miss USA in Los Angeles, and and I, you know, life just kind of worked itself out. Like I. I ended up moving to L.A. I had two suitcases and a dream. I, I didn't know what the next step was for me, but I knew that I was in the right place. And I just loved the recovery in Los Angeles. So I stayed and I booked like my first audition and, and I met these incredible people. And I, I, I found my support group really, really fast. It was crazy. I mean, there uh, on the outside, like on the surface, everything was great. I was like, the promises do come true. <laughs> like, this is great. But on the inside, there was definitely, I went through a, a roller coaster of not being able to sleep at night just because my head would spin and I didn't have the tools, you know, really like muscled up to, to work yet, you know, but I was trying and, and, but I focused on my recovery every day and, went through some hard knocks and went through success, which is one of the hardest things I've ever gone through, oddly enough. And it was it was an absolute roller coaster. But I remember being on this awesome pink cloud and feeling like I could conquer the world. What does recovery mean to you today, Tara? I mean, recovery is everything to me today. It, it literally, it's the path that I'm on that keeps me honest and it keeps me the best version of myself. It allows me to be outside of myself to help other people, which I always wanted the capacity to do, but it took me a while to get there. <laughs> but I think that that's pretty common. It means just giving new life. I have an opportunity today to make a choice and I have the opportunity to follow my dreams and, and I'm really living a life that I never imagined I would be able to live. And, and there's, you know, there's, there's no bar. I can I can take it wherever I want, and it's and it's really cool. And I have great people around me and and, and family, and and I'm never alone. And I uh, even though my head will tell me I am sometimes, um, recovery is just it's love, and it's and it's it's the most incredible thing about my life. You have focused, uh, and if you're just joining us, former Miss USA Tara Connor joining us on Recovery Coast to Coast. You have focused on advocacy, getting people mm -hmm. to realize that treatment does in fact work and that recovery mm -hmm. is, in fact, a reality. Talk about some of the challenges and getting people to understand that. You know, I, I think the reason why I became an advocate was because of the way I was treated in the media right after I got sober, because here I am, like, high on life, just so grateful to have put 30 days together. And I have these people telling me, you're a disgrace, and they were calling me Mess USA, and and it really just made me think about, you know, one of the one of the hard things from the reasons why it was so hard for me to identify as an alcoholic was just because of the shame attached to it and feeling like a failure until I realized that it's not being a failure at all. It was one of the bravest things I could have ever done. 
I just was met with so much negativity and I wasn't treated like I had a medical issue. I wasn't treated like I had a disease. I was treated like I was a horrible person. I remember doing interviews all the way up until like three years. And this one specific interview I did, you know, it was one of those ones that I'm not going to say her name because it's just rude, but it's one of those interviews where you go in and you're like, man, this is going to help so many people. This is going to get the, the, the message of recovery and hope out there. All she did was focus on what it was like. And I, and I started realizing that anytime I would, you know, try to be honest and tell my story, people only focused on what it was like. And they never, they didn't even take five minutes in the recovery part of my story. So here I am walking around like this, this monkey who's just like being a puppet and saying all these things and, and people just doing with it what they wanted. And, and I didn't like that. And I remember I was five years sober and I, and I read an article about myself that was written and they still called me disgraced Miss USA five years sober later. And I was like, this has to stop. It's unfair. I'm, I'm watching people you know, dying on television or going through hard times and their and their their stories are just being turned into like popcorn eating viewerships and I'm I'm thinking to myself, these people are so sick and they're being exploited. The messaging was all wrong. So I think part of me felt a little bit of a responsibility because I did get sober in the public eye. And I do believe that every time I go out there and have the opportunity I should tell the truth about my recovery and what it can look like today for other people. I'm doing that to the best of my ability and, and trying to take every chance that I can because there there's still a lot of stigma and a lot of shame, and it, and it shouldn't be there. So it gets me riled up a little bit because I, I see people suffering, and, I, and it makes me really upset for them to be afraid to say, please help me because they're afraid of what someone may think, and it's just not fair. Well, you have been an amazing voice in the addiction and recovery field uh, for advocacy. And I tell our listeners around the country, if you go to TaraConnor.net, that's T-A-R-A-C-O-N-N-E-R.net, and then click on the Advocacy tab, there's a great video there of you, Tara, talking about your story and about what advocacy really is, standing up, speaking out, putting a face to recovery. It's so important because there's so many of us out there that for some reason, for some re reason, people wanted to listen to me. They wanted to hear what I had to say because they were fascinated with my downfall. <laughs> so, you know, that gave me a really great opportunity to say, hey, you think I'm a mess, but let me give you a little bit of hope today and show you what recovery really is. And I, and I just feel like the more of us that can go out there and do that and put a face and a voice to to what recovery looks like, not what addiction looks like. We all know what addiction looks like, but let's let's talk about the hope part of it. Let's talk about the recovery part of it and how it changes lives and get out there and show people that it's possible. Five years, 10 years, 30 years, 50 years of recovery. Just create an army. Just do it. You're going to help a lot of people. What do you say to a woman who may be now where you were 10, 15 years ago? I would tell her that it's going to get so much better. And that her journey led her to a very specific place so that she could appreciate all the blessings that are getting ready to come her way. I, when I say that I never imagined that my life would be what it is today, I have literally accomplished everything that I set out to do. Like I peaked at like 22 <laughs> and then I had to start creating bigger dreams. And there hasn't been a, a problem that I've faced yet that I, that has completely baffled me because there's always someone that can help me. I would just say, don't be afraid to just say you need a little bit of help because that's what that's what people are out there for is to help you and to love you and to to get you back to a place where 
you can just be a little more clear and life can be incredible if we can just let ourselves see it. Tara Connor joining us tonight, uh, former Miss USA. She is in long-term recovery. Her website is TaraConnor.net. And again, check that advocacy tab. There is a great video there that'll explain all about how important it is to let people know that recovery is the possible dream. Tara, I appreciate your time. You know, on, on the program, I always say the bright side of addiction is recovery. And it's a theme mm. I've used throughout my career in this field. And you certainly embody that. The bright side of addiction is indeed recovery. You've gone from Miss USA to Miss Addiction Advocate, and uh, you're, you're really doing a great job around the country. And anybody who's listening anywhere in the U.S., if you happen to find that uh, Tara's coming to your town, definitely get out and see her. Go to the website, TaraConnor.net. And again, uh, you are the bright side of addiction. You are oh, thank you. a great woman in recovery. Thank you so much for your time tonight, Tara. Thank you. Nice to hear from you and talk to you again. I'm Neil Scott, the program Recovery Coast to Coast. Short time out. We will be right back. 